What is going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my awesome co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. Thank you guys so much for turning on our show and listening to us. Uh, we really think that you guys will enjoy this episode. It's a part two uh, and a continuation of last week's episode that we're going to talk about right after the intro music. So stay tuned. All right, Cody. Well, uh, we are continuing our uh, Marvel, our top 10 Marvel movies. We went pretty long on yeah. our first five, so we had to kind of break it up. But hey, that's all right. That, that gives us a couple of weeks of, of content that we can talk about. So, uh, But before we get into everything, Cody, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm sitting here enjoying a beer while we're recording. So, oh. you know, can't do... I mean anything better would be just sitting on a beach. You know what I mean? So how's it going over there? How's, uh, how's the baby? How's the fam? Baby's good. Uh, he's been eating like crazy. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Jessica's like getting all worried. She's all, Oh my God, I don't think I'm feeding him enough or he's just, (laughs) he's just growing. Don't worry about it. So, and, uh, she acts like we don't have, you know, uh, supply. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just like, whatever. But anyway, um, yeah, he's doing good. Um, Nadia's doing good. She had a rough couple of days. Uh, she had a bad stomach ache, but uh, luckily she's been good the last couple of days now. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Um, and then the wife, I think she's kind of getting a little crazy staying in house. <laughs> she's so, getting crazy or going crazy? Going crazy. Sorry. Okay, yeah, let's, let's check the words there. <laughs> <laughs> she's going crazy. So she like any chance we get to kind of like just go out of the house, you know, I know she's taken and mm-hmm. you know, we, I've tried to convince her. I was like, let's just go to the beach. And she's like, where are we going to go? I was like, we don't even have to get out of the car. You know, <laughs> we can just, you know, just go into some nice weather. And she's like, I don't really want it. So I'm like, eh. you know, what's so what's funny about you saying that is I remember being a kid. I want to say I would be like six or seven. I remember taking long car rides just so that way we can take long car rides to get away from the city. And then we'd come home. We wouldn't stay at a hotel, but you know, we would just like turn on the radio and drive or whatever. I remember a lot of times we would just drive for an hour or two somewhere around who knows where, and then just turn around and come back home. And I'm hearing a lot of people even at work and some other people who I may interact with that they've been doing the same thing. They may not go anywhere. They'll just get in the car to drive somewhere just to stay, get out of the house. So that way they don't, you don't get cabin fever or anything. Yeah. You know, I, I used to do that with my dad because my dad, I think I've kind of mentioned, I I mentioned it a little bit about when we were talking about Rosine's Mm -hmm. that was on uh, drivers, diners, drive-ins and dives. Good Lord. It's, it's the whiskey guys. Sorry. Just bear with him. He'll get through it. And I've only had a couple of sips so far. I was going to, I better stop now. Um, no, but my dad, he used to work, uh, for a street sweeping company that would make the brooms for the street sweepers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of his clients were like, um, you know, Bay area or, or like Monterey Bay, mm-hmm. uh, area right there. So, um, I would always go with him and there were times where we would stay for the whole weekend, but there were times that I would just go with him and then we'd have to kind of like make it back home or at least we would try. And then, you know, if we weren't able to get back home, like go, at least go halfway. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember making those trips and yeah, basically the only time I got out of the car was to either eat or uh, when we made it to the place, you know, help my dad out a little bit and then, then we'd go. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I used to do that. I think honestly though, my wife's uh, worry is the baby, you know, mm-hmm. how he would do. I'm sure he would sleep most of the time. I don't think it would be that big of a deal, but it would be mm-hmm. hard to uh, you know, when he's ready to eat or, you know, uh, we got to yeah. change his diaper, that would make it a little challenging. So, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I want to do it, I know we can't, but I think we are going to actually this coming up Tuesday, I think we're kind of getting a break from the kids. Um, oh. We actually have to go find my daughter, a um, uh, new dresser. Mm-hmm. And so, we we were like, well, we don't want to take the kids because we don't want them out and about, you know, and possibly being exposed. So, and uh, look, I think I think my sister-in-law Maya is going to be watching her, watching them. So, we're like, yeah, please. So, we might take a little extra long. Sorry, Maya, in advance, but uh, we <laughs> might <laughs> we might take advantage. Of that. That's funny. <laughs> so, but other than that, yeah, we're all good. We're just we've been working on the house like crazy as I was just telling you. So, um, our house is starting to kind of get a little more updated, which is very nice. Honestly, the only thing I really am looking forward to now is trying to buy a new TV because mm-hmm. I was playing video games earlier, uh, 2k. Yeah, me too. And, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw you were on, but I was like, I was just getting off when I saw it and I was like, uh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I know. And, and I had to make dinner. So, my wife would have been extremely mad if I was like, oh, I'm going to play a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to play but, a couple uh, more hours. Yeah, because when I jumped on, I played for, I think I played from like 3.30 until 6 when my wife got home. So I played for a so while. I have like this strip on my TV. It's like a, it used to be green and now it's mm-hmm. turned purple. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. And sometimes it'll be like pink. Uh-huh. So it's kind of weird. And it like, flickers every now and then too yeah but it's like an inch and a half wide and it's just this long strip from the top to the bottom just Uh like kind of slightly to the side it's not really in the middle Uh it's to the side like towards the left side um and i was kind of like looking up on on things and it says that could your tv's colors going out or whatever Mm -hmm. um and like it's usually it's more expensive to fix than so just googling things it sounds like it's bad but luckily the tv's still been working we just have to get over that strip so you know we just what we end up doing is we've been looking at all these new tvs and stuff and of course you know can't uh can't find something that's uh that's like a hundred dollars (laughs) so registrations you know popping up too so Mm -hmm. you know that's another expense so anyway it's just one thing after another, but we are fixing up our house slowly but surely, and and uh, hopefully soon I'll have a new TV. So yeah, I know that you've been having that. Yeah, I knew that you had that issue for a minute. Um, the Target near my house had like fifty percent off all the TVs because they're getting rid of like all the older models, mm-hmm. and there was one that was like a fifty inch that was like not that much at all. I think I sent you a picture. My plan was to buy it for my room, and then the the TV that we put that used to be in the living room now that's in my room. We would just give that one to you guys, but 
when I, literally as I sent you the photo to tell you and show you it, someone bought it. <laughs> like right, they that. like they pointed and said, "I want that one right there," and then they took <laughs> it down. So like as soon as I sent it, I said, "Never mind this." They sold it already. So. <laughs> I remember that you're like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "Oh shoot, yeah." I'll, we were actually my wife and I. We were scheming about, "Oh well, maybe we should make a trip over there." And then you sent me, "Never mind, it's gone." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh damn it!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Uh, that's quarantine for us, you know? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Cody, um, so why don't you, let's, before we go into six through 10, why don't we kind of um, update people? I'm sure uh, the people who are listening to this, listen to the previous episode, but just to re- just as a refresher, because it kind of was a week ago, mm-hmm. um, why don't you tell everyone what your top five was first? That's right. So, my top five Marvel movies, according to last week, was number one, Avengers Endgame. Number two, Captain America Winter Soldier. Number three, Avengers Infinity War. Four, the first Avengers. And five, the first Iron Man. So that was my, that was my top five uh, from last week's episode. Drew? All solid. All what solid. about yours? Okay, number one for me was the original Avengers. Uh, number two was Avengers Infinity War. Number three was Captain Marvel. Uh, Number four was Black Panther. And number five was uh, the original Thor. So that was, that was my top five. So I wonder, I wonder if we'll have anything in six, six through 10. That is the same. Highly doubtful. (laughs) I I really, I really, there's already one, two, there's two of them that you've already mentioned that are, that are six through 10 for me. Okay. Okay. So there's already going to be two that I know we're not going to have. All right. All right. So <clears throat> we'll see. Honestly, it's going to, it's going to depend six through eight, what your six through eight is. So, That's and true. on, and for people who don't know, we're, we're not just like trying to sell us. We told each other, let's not tell each other what our top 10 is. Let's just figure it out. So yeah. we can, kind of what it, you know, and that way we can kind of explain to each other. So, uh, Cody, without further ado, man, what is number six on your top 10 Marvel movies? So number six is Captain America Civil War. So I remember going and seeing this with my wife and I remember literally being on the edge of my seat from about (laughs) the point where um, they bring in uh, when uh, Captain America finds Bucky. I believe they were in and I forgot what country it was. it wasn't Germany. It was some other country. But anyways, um, when they when he basically found him there all the way up from that point until the very end with the obviously the final fight between Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Soldier, excuse me, and Captain America, which, by the way, is probably one of the best like fight scenes I've ever seen in the Marvel in any of the Marvel movies. Um, Civil and I Civil War. Yeah. Well, the final one between the those three. Um, I'm a huge sucker for any, if a movie that's an action movie has any sort of fighting in it, I love the movie could be a terrible plot line, but if it has a good fight scenes, I will enjoy it just because I really enjoy those watching that and civil war, in my opinion, the fight scenes that they had, even when, you know, winter soldier soldier went against the black Panther and was basically going through everybody when they were you know, kind of in, uh, you know, locked up. And then at the very end was, in my opinion, like one of the better fights. And especially when all the heroes were all together, I, I liked that a lot, but I felt like the very end fight between 
Captain America, Iron Man and Winter Soldier was probably the best I've seen in a long time, especially in, in a superhero type movie. So, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, I, I own this movie. It's on my Apple TV and, and we used to watch it a lot before we would go to sleep until we bought infinity war then we would kind of when we'd kind of go back and forth between which one we'd decide to watch to fall asleep to or whatever but civil war for for me is still like one of the one of my favorite 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 movies and argument could be made that it's like avengers 2.5 it's after two but before you know yeah. infinity war and because it has a majority of everybody in there other than like hawkeye and um Think, uh, didn't have Hawkeye in there and it didn't have who was the other Avenger in there it didn't have um, I'm Scarlet forgetting Witch. the no it had Scarlet Witch in there oh that's right it did um, there oh my god it was Barton and I think it was oh Thor Thor wasn't in it that's who it was yeah uh-huh. I was like man I don't even know who was in it yeah yeah, uh, it was Thor, Hulk, and Banner, or not Banner. Thor, Hulk, and Barton weren't in that movie. So, but anyways, mm-hmm. Civil War number six in my top ten. All right. Well, no explanation other than that. <laughs> number <laughs> six. I thought you were going to go further. Honestly, uh, number six for me uh, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, oh. I actually didn't originally. Are you mad that you didn't put that on your list? No, it is on my list, but okay, it's one okay. number. It's one number short. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. The second one, I do like. Um, so it's not like I'm sitting here going, "Oh, the second one was terrible." But I didn't like the story between him and his dad. I just thought they were really trying to like give him a dad, you mm-hmm. know. And I felt like the story could have been better, but it was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, now. I'll, I'll admit, I never read Guardians of the Galaxy. I never saw anything about Guardians of the Galaxy until they said that they were going to make a movie. So I know nothing of the backstory of Guardians of the Galaxy other than I had heard of Star-Lord before. That was really it. So <clears throat> for me, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was a great story. It's, it's really cool to see how uh, Star-Lord basically is this like kooky kind of guy and he's this guy who um you know wants to be you know liked and important but he kind of isn't um and then you kind of run into this Drax character who you know wants to avenge his wife and kid and makes sense but he's also kind of uh you know blunt and he just wants to basically he'll just tell you how it is and doesn't see anything wrong with it. Um, and kind of like a hypocrite type too, but it's really funny in a way. Um, obviously Groot and, uh, rocket are hilarious. Uh, you know, even, even though Groot has literally (laughs) three, (laughs) three words that he says, I am Groot. That's all he says. And he's still, they made it funny, which is crazy. (laughs) The only thing I'm really upset about with Groot is that it's Vin Diesel and I'm not a Vin Diesel fan at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to go into that. Maybe people are going to be upset about that, but I just not a fan of Vin Diesel. (laughs) When I found out that he was the voice, I was like, Oh God, I'm so mad. I like Groot. (laughs) You're like, I hate Groot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, Rocket and Bradley Cooper, man, did a great job with, with Rocket for sure. Um, I loved his character and then obviously Gamora and, and um, 
uh, Nebula and all that. I thought that was really good. So I really love, and then the story of Ronan I really liked because they kind of, and if you didn't notice, they actually went back to it in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Where they have the Kree mm-hmm. in the Guardians of the Galaxy and one of the dudes who is part of the Kree, who you see in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. um, he's working for Ronan and you kind of figure out how and why he's working for Ronan. Mm-hmm. Um, from in Captain Marvel, so you kind of that's kind of a nice uh, little tie back. So when we, when my wife and I were rewatching these, we were like, "Oh, oh man, I never even know. I never even thought of that." You know, it's not that mm-hmm. big of a story, but um, it is kind of like it kind of ties things together, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So, mm-hmm. uh, but I I really like that it was Ronan first. They didn't just go with Thanos, but you know, it was kind of like Thanos was running the things. So, um, and that's kind of where you're really really introduced to Thanos. Um, yeah. So I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a really cool story. Like I said, uh, number two was good. I just didn't really like the story of him and his dad. Uh, but that's just my personal opinion. But other than that, I really like the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, But Guardians of the Galaxy for me is my number six. So Cody... You basically gave it away. So why don't you tell us your number seven? So number seven is also Guardian of the Galaxies, which I was actually kind of laughing because like we were just one ranking away. Maybe I should have scooted up <laughs> one of these other movies just to say that we predicted it right. But well, anyway, we were one away for Infinity War too, because you have them at number. You have Infinity War at three, right? And I have them at two. This is the first countdown I think, other than sports, because in sports we almost get the same exact <laughs> ones. Like I think we. I think there's you can count on one hand if we do a top ten list it's less than it's less than two it seems like where we don't have it the same you know yeah. but now mm-hmm. in terms of like movies or shows like we are so all over the board that it's a <laughs> it'd be lucky if we matched at all it's, so. it's personal and you know what it, what it is is sports is easier because you can say you can see it and go well this person is talented at this mm-hmm. at this you know. But with movies, it's all preference. Yeah. You know, with movies, it's like, oh, I like this because I like funny movies, but also a little bit of action. And you, you're more of like, I like the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the fighting. So you can see our different, our different um, preferences in movies versus with sports. You kind of like, this is a position. Right. This is what you have to do. You know what I mean? So Right, right. Um, yeah. I, I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah, but uh, so with all that being said, uh, Guardian of the Galaxies number one is my n- rank number seven. I really love, uh, I really love the actors that they had in all of these characters. Um, I know that you're not a fan of Vin Diesel, but honestly, like you wouldn't, you only know it as adult Groot, and then when he's like a little little Groot to a teen Groot, obviously you can't really tell because he just says the same three words. And by the <laughs> way, I didn't even mention this when I was talking about infinity war is one of my favorite scenes is when uh thor rocket and groot um show up basically at the final battle in wakanda and then when uh, groot is fighting and he goes i am groot and then you know captain america goes i am steve rogers (laughs) you know like he doesn't get it like it's just another language and so it's just you know kind of funny i thought so but anyways back to the first movie um you know i i really love how um you know, I, I found it really funny how Dave Batista played, um, you know, his character and how 
at first, like you would thought that he would be the muscle person that was invincible and then come to find out he's no more than a, the big, just the biggest goof. And I think we can all relate to him because how many times have we've had moments where we've all like been like him, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like if I stand perfectly still, I am invisible. <laughs> it's like, no, we can see you're standing right there. So, and then, um, you know, obviously Groot is probably my wife's favorite character than baby Groot, not any other Groot. So let's not get it twisted. (laughs) She doesn't give a damn about the adult Groot. Wow. Even though the adult Groot saves all of them. Yes. Which is actually the part where she cries is when he, when he sacrifices himself to save everybody. So, and then also to rocket is probably my favorite character in that, in the entire movie. I, I, I don't say that star Lord isn't my favorite because I really love, um, I really love how that actor has played that character, but the yeah, way Chris that Rocket, does a great job. Yeah, the way that Rocket is played by Bradley Cooper and just his personality and mm-hmm. and just how he asks for odd and ends things that don't even matter. Like, I need this guy's arm. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I wasn't serious about that. I didn't need it. I just. I know. I thought. Hey, why did you need his arm? Oh, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that part of the movie was really good, and then the final scene where they basically make that stand against Ronan and honestly, like it kind of takes you back by it, it. You know, the whole, the picture that they did where they are in the final battle with all the ships and stuff like that, all the CGI, the special effects was I, in my opinion, like probably one of the best I've ever seen in a Marvel movie, like at that time. Cause I think that movie came out in, I want to say 2014, I want to say. Yeah. And the and basically like how they had that cinema cinematography, gosh, that's hard to say sometimes. <laughs> um was very was very, very beautiful in my opinion. And I really love the action sequences and the look of it. And it was something that like I know that we've seen it, but not to that detail in my opinion. So I thought it was like one of those movies that was like kind of captivating in the sense of like how how great the effects were. They weren't like cheap and they were like they they were fantastic and phenomenal and yeah you know it it just it it just blows me away by what marvel was doing and you know the production that they were producing and how well it did and james gunn who was the writer and director for that movie who also did the second one did a fantastic job on the first one to where you forgot it was an action movie at one point you know what i mean like it's supposed yeah. to be a superhero movie but it had not, none of that feel to it it felt like a a good time comedy that just had action in between there, which I thought was, was really great with how they, how he wrote it and how each actor and, or, and actresses played their part. And, um, you know, I, I just thought it was one of those great movies where like you can watch it at any point in time. If you're in a mood for an action, a drama or comedy, it, it meets all those needs. So you just watch it and it'll hit every emotion for you. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't disagree at, with that. I I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I I didn't say this, but I think my favorite was was Chris Pratt as Star Lord. I thought he did a fantastic job. He made, he like from the first scene that you see him, he he makes you fall in love with the character. You know, when he's trying to find the the sphere, and he's like dancing on the planet with some music with his Walkman. You know, that's just like it's so funny, and it's like that's how you get to know the character like first yeah. it's hilarious so um yeah i i'm with you i think uh guardians of the galaxy is well he, obviously they're my number six so yeah um my number seven is ant-man 
Ooh. Now, Ant-Man, I really like. Uh, first, I'm a huge fan of Paul Rudd. Um, not as big as my wife, though. My wife would legitimately drop everything and leave me with our two kids. For That's her, Is that her hall pass? Or Paul Rudd. That is one of her Paul or Hall Pass or Paul Pass. <laughs> her Paul Pass. Wow, there's more, huh? <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so uh but I, I really do. I think Ant Man was so well done. Yeah. Um I was really like I, like I've said on here before, um Ant Man was originally part of in the original comics was one of the first uh, of the Avengers, was the original Avengers. And and also the Wasp. So when Ant-Man was coming out, I didn't have high hopes. I wasn't sure how it was going to do. And I honestly, with Paul Rudd, I was excited because I wanted to see it because I like Paul Rudd. But I wasn't sure how it was going to go because when you think superhero, you're not thinking Paul Rudd. And that's mm-hmm. not, I'm not trying to insult him. I mean, it was it was kind of the same as when uh, Jim Carrey came out with that movie number 23 yes I remember like that. A, you just couldn't take him seriously yeah. yeah it was kind of it was kind of like one of those things where you're like oh, i don't know but then you kind of like watch that movie and you're like oh actually he played it pretty well mm-hmm. so um you know i wasn't sure about that but when you watch the movie it is so good it's such a great story um it was a little hard for me to buy paul rudd as this breaking and entering burglar type guy mm-hmm that I think they kind of, they could have done a little bit better with, but Mm -hmm. they made it work and they kind of like give up on that storyline pretty quick. So Mm -hmm. you kind of forget about it during the movie, but you kind of see why he does the stuff that he does and why he's willing to basically, um, you know, break the law to try and provide for his daughter. And, you know, it's, it's really cool. So I really like that. And then, um, I like, um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. Oh man, uh, the old man, Michael Douglas. Oh, Sorry, Michael Douglas, yeah, yeah, Michael Douglas. I thought he did a really good job, and it was kind of to me. I think at that time, uh, what was it, 2015? Mm-hmm. Um, and or with Michael Douglas, he was kind of going through. I think he just got out of where he. I guess everyone found out that he cheated on Catherine Zeta Jones. I thought Which, it was because he had cancer. Well, yeah, then that too. But a lot of people, uh, I remember specifically on Twitter, people were like, I can't believe he would cheat on her and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was going on on that. And then uh, it was kind of like a redemption movie, in my opinion, for him, because I was kind of like, oh, Michael Douglas, he probably just did this movie. To, but I thought he did a really good job, mm-hmm. um, you know, for what he was going through. So that's just kind of what I'm going with. I'm not saying the guy is like, Oh, he's the worst person, but I just remember there's a lot of controversy uh, with him when he was in the movie. And so uh, it kind of was like a redemption type of thing, but I really like Ant-Man. I like the story of how the suit, I like the conflict between um, uh, Michael Douglas's daughter or the girl who plays his daughter. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, his character, and they were kind of like fighting. And then, you know, uh, Paul Rudd comes in and, you know, is kind of, she's like so pissed off that he's going to be doing it. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, yeah, why isn't she? She's way better. You're kind of like in the whole movie, you're like on her side. Mm-hmm. And then you figure out why Michael Douglas's character 
doesn't want her to do it because he's so afraid that he's going to lose her like he lost his wife. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool too. Um, uh, I thought they added a lot to that. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, the second one, that one's really good and kind of, um, you know, really ties in with Infinity War. Because mm-hmm. that one actually came out before Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So then when you see those guys like just poof, at the end of the very end credits of Ant-Man and the Wasp, you're like, what the hell just happened? What is going <laughs> no, on? I actually know uh, Ant-Man and Wasp came out after Infinity War, not before. Did Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they came out. Oh, I'm sorry. Because a, a lot of people, when they were watching it, they were, they right. were wondering like, well, how's this timeline going to work? Because, yeah. you know, everyone poofs. So what, what happens? And so yeah. essentially the movie started somewhere in between the either the start of the battle or just before the start. And then at the very end is when the snap happened and you know then paul rudd's character right. got stuck in the um got stuck in the wormhole or whatever it was called yeah yeah delete delete all that then cody <laughs> <laughs> no but um i just i i thought that was really cool and you're like how the hell is he gonna come back from that you know and it was funny that it was ended up being like a little rap yeah right <laughs> so i just thought that's funny but uh yeah i love ant-man i thought that was great um and then you know he comes back the next time you see him after the ant-man movie is you see him in civil war mm-hmm. uh which is you know uh which you kind of talked about a little bit already so yeah uh, i i thought that was a really ant-man is a really good movie um i didn't have very high expectations for ant-man um but you know like i said i was just kind of like more happy that they were finally bringing i thought it was way too late but it was like mm-hmm. finally at least they're bringing him in and it was so good it was kind of like back to square one for me where i was like well why the hell didn't they do it in the first place but <laughs> i know they they had their own thing that they wanted to do they wanted to go with you know more popular characters like captain america iron mm-hmm. man thor you know hulk so those guys were a little bit more popular than ant-man but if you want to stick strictly to like the comics, you want Ant-Man there or for, for people like me who read, you know, at least the Avengers Ant-Man, I would have liked to have seen in the beginning. So yeah, that's just my argument. (laughs) I I gotcha. All right. So for me, moving on to number eight, Mm -hmm. I have Spider-Man far from home, the most recent Spider-Man movie. So, okay. I, really 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 love this movie i love jake gyllenhaal's take on uh mysterio um i found the storyline of how mysterio essentially came to be very different than obviously from the cartoons that we watched and i know that you're a big spider-man fan so you might have read comics on you know their rivalry and i know it's probably a a lot different than what it used to be because i think in the comics and i even think in the in the tv show that you and i watched growing up Mysterio was like a former special movie special effects guy that, you know, yeah. basically was got into being a criminal and all that stuff. And uh-huh. in this one, it turned out that he was a former star or they were former Stark employees that basically came up with this plan. And I had to say, like, um, I guess a bunch of geniuses, you know, coming together can make a really elaborate plan because to come up with that storyline, to come up with all those effects. And it was basically drones that were, that were, producing all those images if you guys haven't seen the most recent spider-man movie spoiler alert all the way here i'm basically giving away (laughs) the entire movie but anyways so i really thought that that was really creative on the little twist in the plot 
The only thing I was kind of, I kind of wish they didn't do is I, I really wish they didn't make Hydro Man a fake villain, I guess, in this movie, because I remember watching, again, referencing back to the cartoon uh, Spider-Man that we watched, uh, Hydro Man was a pretty big villain uh, throughout that series to the point to where like he got it in between, you know, Mary Jane and there, then they kind of dabbled in the clothing cloning storyline. And then, you know, it was, it was a kind of a, it was kind of a very interesting storyline, but Hydro Man was a prominent, you know, villain in the Spider-Man series. And yet in this movie, like they referenced him, but now it's kind of like, well, now he's not, is he not real or it, you know, or is that just a different take on, essentially the same element that's being used. So I really, I really wish that they wouldn't have used Hydra man as a fake villain in this movie, but for the most part, like the action of it is great. I found the storyline between, I guess this MJ's version to, to Peter Parker, a little interesting because they showed no interest in the first movie. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're, they're hot for each other. So I find that kind of interesting. And maybe it was because after, you know, maybe it was all that time that passed after Endgame that they don't really talk about that uh, where maybe they had a connection, even though like, I guess they didn't spend any time together. So I guess I just find, found that a little, the more interesting part of that whole dynamic. But all in all, that movie though, from start to finish was really funny. I, I really loved how they went, the final scene, the final battle essentially with you know, Peter Parker accepting who he is and trusting in himself and not doubting and actually now finally accepting the Spider-Man role instead of trying to give it up, you know. Um, and I think uh, it, what the movie references is out of fear of taking up Iron Man's place because, you know, it's not that you're taking Iron Man's place. You're just basically stepping into being a superhero, which is what he wanted you to be. And, you know, the final scene where he basically confronts Mysterio was really great and so that is why for me it's number eight on my list i i think that the storyline again and how the characters played it all i think was great and i i watch it on repeat a lot of the times because again i this is another movie that i own and watch faithfully so um i i like the movie um kind of kind of talking about like mysterio um i like the twist of it i he they still he still technically had like a um like a film background Mm -hmm. so i did appreciate that they kind of kept that Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was more like yeah he was more of like a scientist and he was you know like the smart guy Mm -hmm. so yeah they kind of changed that up a little bit um i didn't like that the whole glue of their whole plan was these glasses Mm -hmm. i was kind of like i don't know to me i was like what how the hell? Like I don't know. It, it that kind of bugged me a little bit when they mm-hmm. when that was kind of like one of those storylines. I was like, oh my god, come on, people. <laughs> you know, yeah. With the the whole storyline between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, uh, from Homecoming and Far From Home, they completely changed who Mary Jane was. And like mm-hmm. I've said probably a billion times now. Um, that I understand they made it kind of like a modernized, like what what it would be like to be Spider-Man now mm-hmm. um, and how much harder it would be to kind of like hide that from people that you see all the time. So I get that part. But for me, like they, they from Homecoming, they make Mary Jane kind of part of Peter Parker's life. But really in the comics, she really was 
nothing to him. Like <laughs> him mm-hmm. and her never interacted in high school. And like during his college years is when he starts kind of getting to know Mary Jane and all that. Um, so I always have a slight issue with that. But like I said, I like Zendaya a lot and I like um, Tom Holland. I think they do a really good job. So I kind of like that the character that they're supposed to be playing, they they nail it. But if we're going strictly on story, I don't like the story of Mary Jane and, and Spider-Man. But I do like that they don't make Mary Jane this dumb broad. <laughs> I like that they actually make it to where uh, Mary Jane figures, basically figures out that Peter is Spider-Man by herself without him actually telling her. So I kind of really like that aspect of it. So, you know, I, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, I just, being a big Spider-Man fan, I really I really like um, trying to at least stay close to the story. And I think that's another reason why The Amazing Spider-Man, they really try to stick to the comic book story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of ruined it with the second one like adding in Electro and um, and kind of adding in Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it was just, they kind of ruined it with that. But the, like the love story with Gwen Stacy, that is all uh, on par with the comics. And like, they don't even mention Mary Jane, which I was like, thank God. That is mm-hmm. exactly how it's supposed to be at first. You know, Mary Jane doesn't come in until later. Um, and then actually kind of what the original Spider-Man came up with Toby McGuire, they kind of got right where, uh, Harry and Mary Jane kind of start dating first. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like where Peter and her were getting close. And then he like stopped showing up because he's fighting bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then Mary Jane is like, well, fine, I'm going to go to Harry. And then her and Harry have like problems. And so then she, ends up breaking it off and then like that's when peter parker basically swoops in so that's kind of like how it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. so i like with the mary jane storyline they always try and change it up and stuff and i just wish they would have they would have stuck with the the original plan of that because i think it would be a better story because then you could really show how spider-man before he even meets mary jane is struggling with his social life and Mm spider-man They don't really show that with these, with these, the homecoming, they really show it well, far from home. It was kind of like, like I said, I like that Mary Jane basically figures it out herself, Mm -hmm. you know, without him telling. So that made me happy because like in the amazing Spider-Man, he was just like willy nilly, like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. You know, he told Gwen Stacy like right away and it was like, oh, dude, no, that's not now. But um, so I kind of like that aspect of it. So I, I don't have a problem with obviously your top 10 because uh, first of all, it's your top 10. You can like whatever. But um, for me, far from home, I did like, but there were some issues that I always had, but that's because I'm a crazy Spider-Man fan. And Yeah, no, you know, I, no, I respect it. That's why, <laughs> no, I, I really respect your opinion about Spider-Man. Again, like I've watched only, I've watched all the Spider-Man movies, the first three with Tobey Maguire, the two with Andy Garfield. I've seen all of them up until now, even the Into the Spider-Verse. I've seen all of them. I've watched the cart- the cartoon show we grew up with. The where I kind of differed is I never read the comics. So a lot of the a lot of my Spider-Man memory of like the character and how 
the villains and all that stuff was from the cartoon that I watched growing up. So like, yeah. you know, in the first video when I mentioned, or when we kind of talked about uh, Spider-Man a little bit, um, when I said, yeah, like I thought he had web shooters, but Tobey Maguire, like it was already in him. I didn't think that didn't make any sense to me. I did, you know, that didn't click for me. Um, and then when I made reference to, um, you know, I thought that they should have did, I, I thought that they should have made the Hobgoblin who was Harry Osborne's goblin yes. take should have been a better one. I feel like they kind of rushed it in there. And I don't like, I was confused with Electrode because I remember him in the cartoon. I just don't remember how he became who he was, but I, I feel like I got confused along the way with like how he became an Electrode and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, but with that being said though, I'm curious to know, this is kind of a sidebar part of the, of what I want to ask you is, Knowing that they made the villain, uh, the Venom movie, I don't know if you've watched uh-huh. it or not. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Sony is now taking back rights with Marvel's kind of um, guidance, but mm-hmm. Sony is now taking back Spider-Man. How do you feel about the current Spider-Man, uh, Tom Holland, and basically this Spider-Man universe that came from Marvel going to Sony with Venom? How do you feel about essentially the third Spider-Man is their way of breeding, of putting them together. Well, I'm excited. I I will be excited. My only issue is Venom in, is Eddie Brock and they made Eddie Brock, obviously Venom in the Venom movie, but there's no mention of Spider-Man and Spider-Man actually gets the Venom, the, the uh, symbiote first. Mm -hmm. He's the first one who gets it. And him trying to, because he, he starts, he starts thinking, this is where actually the Tobey Maguire one got it right, where he has it first. Right. And all of a sudden it gets on to uh, the guy from that 70s show. (laughs) 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 Wait, the, oh, that's right. Uh, Topher Grace. Yeah. So um, I just, that's how I'll always remember him. I see him in anything and I'm just like, eh, there's, there's Topher Grace. Well, that's funny. Cause I, show. That's Eric. So I don't remember him from that. I remember him from, uh, he played um, when they tried to did, when they tried to do one of the reboots of the uh, predator movies, he was uh, <laughs> one of the reboots is when they put all these psychopaths on the Island and like, they all are murderous, but this one doctor, they don't understand until the very end. He, it finally comes out that he basically, uh, turns his people into paralysis and then he basically dissects them and does whatever he wants and then he's actually a crazy and then that's why he's on the island that's what I remember him for uh, being on, in that movie Topher Grace could have been a lot better in other movies than these like suspenseful superhero type movies I'm sorry like he was so good in that 70s show he played it so perfectly and then he got into all these like Predator movies and mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3 it was just like no. Nope, <laughs> not, nope, not working. Big, big swing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, but um, I, I like that Spider-Man, he was the first one to get it. Mm-hmm. And then him actually figuring out, it's like taking over his life. He's like being this major asshole basically. Mm-hmm. And so he figures out how to get rid of it. So that's what he does. And it just so happens that Brock or Eddie Brock is is trying to follow Peter Parker because they have this big rivalry Mm -hmm. uh, because they both work for the Daily Bugle. And not once is that ever mentioned in the Venom movie. So that's my issue with the Venom movie is they like there's no reference of Spider-Man, basically. It's all just like Venom. Yeah. 
I understand they're trying to like show you who Venom was, and I get that. But Venom is not Venom without Spider Man. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 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 the thing. Um, and so then Eddie Brock gets it on him, and he actually works with it. He's like, "Oh, I like this," you know. And mm-hmm. like, um, Eddie Brock really figures out basically who Spider Man is like right away, and so that's why venom becomes one of the one of the main villains in spider-man because not only is he like spider-man but stronger but he also knows that spider-man is peter parker and so that makes it even extra hard for spider-man to try and overcome and it's kind of funny too because then carnage comes into play and i think uh he's supposed to be in this next one yeah um Carnage comes into play and actually Spider-Man and Venom have to kind of work together in Mm -hmm. a sense of trying to get rid of Carnage. Mm -hmm. And so, and then also too, little fun fact, actually Venom does help the Avengers. Oh, I did not know that. I don't remember if it's like two or three of the comics, but he actually does help them out. I don't remember how, uh, because it's been so long that I've Mm -hmm. seen that one, but um, I actually have one of the comic books because one of my favorite favorite episodes of the cartoon, favorite mm-hmm. uh, comics was uh, Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage all wrapped into one because it was so good. Mm-hmm. Because it was first Spider-Man is trying to beat Venom and Venom is obviously trying to destroy Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But then Carnage comes into play and is just blowing up everything. And so Venom and Carnage at one time were kind of like working together. But then Carnage is like, no, you know, forget this. I'm just going to do whatever. And mm-hmm. so pisses off Venom. But he realizes that Venom or Carnage is actually. The thing that makes him scary is him and Venom are pretty much equals. But Carnage just doesn't. Care. He's like the Joker from Batman. He just right. doesn't care, you know. Right. And so that's what makes him even worse. And Venom has some sort of like morals. And then obviously, you know, Spider-Man. So that those are one of my favorites so i thought they kind of really missed on the whole venom thing i like tom excuse me i like tom hardy as venom i thought he did a really good job i just would have liked them to kind of have the aspect of spider-man in there like there's you just really don't remember like spider-man ever mm-hmm. you know even being mentioned in that movie and it's right. kind of you know they i think they missed an opportunity hopefully they add that to the story before they obviously enter in uh, yeah. all that. So well, I we'll think see. I think Venom 2 comes out before Spider-Man 3, if I'm not mistaken. So See, I think they should do Spider-Man 3 first mm-hmm. so they can kind of introduce why Spider-Man or how he figures out Venom. Well, I think that's uh, where Venom... I think Venom 2 is going to introduce Carnage, obviously, <laughs> and it's got to also introduce Spider-Man into now Sony's uh, Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. And then in the third one, Venom's going to be in there. So that way that's like how they're going to cross each other. And see, but that's, just, that's going to be my though, issue to, is. Yeah. But again, to Venom your point though, I don't like how they introduce Venom completely separate in a whole new, another yeah. city with no reference yeah. to Spider-Man or Peter Parker, because now like when Venom, uh, if, uh, if uh, Eddie Brock and, and Peter Parker meet they're you know, I thought if, if I'm not mistaken, they were closer to being age and peers rather than like separate. Cause it seems like Hardy is this well older guy. And obviously Peter Parker yeah. 
barely teenager and he doesn't even have a job yet so in the most upcoming movie are they going to speed it up to where like they've been working together but even still though it kind of defeats like you know what you were saying is peter parker become uh, gets the symbiote before eddie brock does but now i guess it's reversed so then how does does spider-man now get infected with it like what happens you know they may not even go with that uh, on honestly that storyline because that's like my favorite that was like my favorite when like the fact of you know spider-man gets all this power from the symbiote and then he defeats it because one of the cool things about the third spider-man movie with toby mcguire is that Mm -hmm. movie mimicked almost the exact storyline in the cartoon that i remember watching the Mm -hmm. only thing that they didn't do is spider-man was fighting sandman and that's not who he fought in the cartoon that I remember. He fought Rhino and almost killed Rhino. Mm-hmm. And then he climbs up to the, you know, yeah. to the bell tower and then gets the symbiote away. It, you know, ba- essentially from there on, it's almost exactly like the, the show. But, you know, a, a couple of things of like what got it up there, I wish they would have kind of stuck to. But, you know, again, yeah. we don't write movies. So that's probably why our opinions are <laughs> Yeah. I mean, overall, the Venom movie I liked. I thought it was actually pretty good. But, you know, as a Spider Man fan, just watching it, you're like, where the heck is Spider Man? Like, right. <laughs> you know, they were, they were rivals. Like, and yeah. there's no mention of them at all. You know, so it's, it's, they, I think they missed an opportunity. And the reason I'm saying I think they should do Spider Man 3 first is you can kind of introduce the rivalry between. Not necessarily Peter Parker and, and Eddie Brock, but Spider-Man and Venom, because that's how they start fighting. And then all of a sudden, Carnage comes into play, and he starts wrecking things. And so Venom goes up to him and is like, "Hey, you know, I'll basically help you out," you know. And so that's kind of what what happens. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I just I you know I would prefer them to do that, but I think you're right. I think Venom Two is coming out before Spider-Man Three, and I'm just curious of what they're gonna do. You know, yeah. or if they're just going to show the dynamic of Venom and Carnage and then introduce Spider-Man into it in the third one or like towards the end of Venom 2, you know? Yeah, that we'll see. be very interesting. All right. So carry on. What is your number eight? <laughs> we went on a, a rabbit hole of Spider-Man. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm very passionate about Spider-Man. So I'm sorry if I lost you guys. But, uh, you know, I'm just a huge Spider-Man fan. So mm-hmm. as you can tell, uh, number eight for me <laughs> is Civil War. And uh-huh. because in speaking of Spider-Man, I went from six to midnight when Spider-Man webbed uh, Captain America's shield. A uh, dude, I just <laughs> six to so, midnight. Are you kidding? Me? So rock hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that is so appropriate. I, it was I know what you mean. <laughs> it was one of the sexiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, no, I I really like that. I really like that. Um, you basically, there was rumors. I remember that Spider-Man was going to be in the movie, mm-hmm. but we didn't know like how. And right. I just love how they introduced him. I thought that was such a cool thing, and I thought they did a great job, a fantastic job, of showing how strong Spider-Man was, and that he was basically keeping up with like Captain America, because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people don't realize when you look at Tom Holland. You're like, oh, he's just this small kid, whatever. But with Tom or with Spider-Man, Spider-Man is so strong. He's as strong as Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like He has that strength. And he just has an added where he can crawl on walls and he can web sling, but he creates his own webbing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where they lost me with the whole Iron Man basically giving him the suit. It wasn't, it was never Iron Man. It was Spider-Man made his own suit. And right. so the original Tobey Maguire movie and even with the amazing Spider-Man movie with um, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, sorry, I blanked. Um, they made their own suits mm-hmm. and that's what it was. Peter Parker made his own suit. It wasn't given to him and with all these high tech stuff. Now the high tech stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. And it kind of had a little bit, it had its own storyline when he gets caught in the storage unit in the first, mm-hmm. in the Spider-Man homecoming. But um, uh, I'm going on Spider-Man again, so I need to stop. But anyway, <laughs> I love that they introduced uh, Black Panther as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, man, this guy is super good. Yeah. And um, I love how they kind of basically Black Panther is going after Bucky this whole time, and then he realizes what the truth is. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool and so humble of like the Black Panther to be like, okay, well then we're gonna take him, we're gonna hide him, you know. And you're like, holy crap, this guy was trying to kill him like a right. second ago, <laughs> you know. And he just changes like that, so. I thought that was really cool. Um, I love, and I, and we talked about this when we were talking about all the movies was the story of Iron Man and Captain America, basically not seeing eye to eye, mm-hmm. but how you could get, how you saw both sides. I really right. loved how they did that. Um, when I first saw this movie, it probably wasn't one of my favorites. I love the fight scene. Obviously when Ant-Man grows huge, yeah. it's just so funny. I don't know. I started laughing when I rewatched it again when he grows this as this big dude. You're just like, oh my God, if you saw that. Oh man. Um, but and then he kind of references it back in Ant-Man and the Wasp too, which is kind of funny. But um um I love how they how you can see both sides and you're like, oh man, like yeah, Iron Man's right in this sense, but mm-hmm. also Captain America has a really good point as well, you know. Right. You saw both sides, and it wasn't like you hated either side. It was just like, man, I can see how they got there. Right. And then you, and I love how they continue it with Infinity War, um, and then obviously Endgame is where they're just like, you know what, fuck this, let's right. get, you know, finally. And you're just like, and like right when they finally say, fuck it, let's just, we need to get this guy. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you just see how the Avengers actually work, right? Um, and I thought that was really cool. So, yeah, I loved Civil War. Thought it was, uh, you know, like I said, the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, eh, it was a cool fight scene. But then, like rewatching it as we did with my family, it's uh, it is a really really good movie. I think it's very underrated. I don't think it was talked about as much because it was just after age of ultron Mm -hmm. uh they really were trying to just introduce spider-man and then you know everyone was getting hyped for spider-man so i think spider-man kind of overshadowed it a little bit and Mm -hmm. then black panther obviously as well so i just don't think it was as publicized as it could have been so uh that's why uh my number eight is civil war so cody number nine for you Number nine for me is Thor Randorock. So this is by far my favorite out of all the three Thor movies. Um, Chris Hemsworth is probably, well, I don't want to say he's the, he's the funniest um, Avenger because there's a case to be made that every single one of the Avengers is funny in their own right and could easily be funnier than the next. But Chris Hemsworth in this movie was so good in being Thor and it gave you everything from, you know, uh, sarcastic comedy 
um, emotion and, you know, again, like doubt in himself. And this was just such a fun movie. And especially with adding um, Mark Ruffalo's, um, you know, Hulk to it as well and making reference to like Planet Hulk in a way from the comics and all that stuff. And then when them fighting, it was such a fun and good movie. And then my one of my favorite scenes, because honestly, this entire movie is is fantastic. One of my favorite scenes is kind of in the beginning when uh, when Thor and uh, and Loki are in New York and Doctor Strange finds them and he has uh, Loki falling from the sky as he takes them back to Doctor Strange's basically apartment mm-hmm. and they're talking and then they finally get Loki back and he goes, I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So that was one of my favorite yeah, scenes. A good one. Another one that was really funny is when Thor is trying to talk uh, Bruce Banner into turning back into Hulk and he's basically saying oh no I don't even like the Hulk he smashes things but we do need him and yeah. Mark's like I feel like you're using me <laughs> you know? those so the Thor Randorock movie is like it belongs in my top 10 because the the comedy of it is just so funny the action of it is great and then I love how at the very very end it it transitions directly into Infinity War you know, like it, it starts right up in infinite, uh, to infinity war at the end of, uh, the Rand rock movie. And I thought it was great. Um, and I don't really have too much to add. I mean, I can talk about every single scene that I love, which is essentially the entire movie. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I felt like Loki, um, Thor, um, were great. I really loved, uh, Carl, I think his name is Urban. He's the guy that played the gatekeeper who had the the Tommy guns essentially at the very end of the movie. Who was who was uh, uh, Helia's um, like henchman for a minute until he oh, yeah. started fighting at the end for the good guys. And I really liked that. I thought that was a really funny conclusion of it. But um, there's really not too much to say, man. Other than Thor Randrock is just a is just a great masterpiece. The director of that did a great job, and he's been known to make really funny comedies and. And it just was beautiful the way it was. And I really think it gave Thor another dynamic to who he was. And it like, cause I felt like in the first movie, Thor was serious a lot of the time and like only had a few funny moments. And then the mm-hmm. second one, he opened up a little bit. And then the third one, it finally shows like this entirely different side. He's not, he doesn't, he takes himself seriously, but he's also extremely funny and, and just very lighthearted as well. And maybe that's because of his time being with the Avengers and being in somewhat of a, of a team, but it definitely showed a different side of Thor in my opinion. I, I really, really, really love this movie. Yeah. Ragnarok would be probably number 11 for me. Mm-hmm. I would have had it at 10, but there's a, like, you know, it, it just missed the cut, but yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that movie a lot. It's mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really good. And I like that they kind of show, how Thor figures out that he doesn't need uh, Mjolnir, Mjolnir mm-hmm. um, uh, to to summon the thunder. Like it's inside of him, mm-hmm. and I really like that they kind of um, basically that's how he figures it out. I'm a little upset that it took three movies to do that, but <laughs> I do like that they finally added that. So right, uh, but anyway. So no no issue here. For me, number nine is Avengers Endgame. Mm. Now, I'm going to say this. I love Endgame because there are parts that are really that are really great. But I would be lying if I said it was a great movie 
all the way around because there are some parts where I have a lot of issues with. Um, I just, I'm not, I get why they did it. So I'm going to, I'm going to preface it by this, but I don't like that. It basically everything happened and then they go back and basically stop it from happening. And I just wish they would have just essentially made it where they figured out that Thanos is going after the stones. So they're having these like epic battles and maybe they win one and then all of a sudden they lose one and you know, stuff like I I would have preferred that versus where he basically gets all the stones like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he there, the biggest fight is when he's trying to snap his fingers and he ends up being able to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they have to go back in time and they have to, I just, I, it's, it's, it's interesting, but I also don't like it. Um, but I understand why they did it to try and get the um, like the Avengers back together and like kind of how they were like broken apart and how they have to come together to actually show. So I get that, but I think there were other ways that they could have done it. So, but there were some really awesome scenes in Endgame. Like obviously, when everyone comes out, like it's so cool. Yeah, um, I love the scene where they're trying to get all the stones away, and they have mm-hmm. to get it in the van. And so, a lot of like basically almost every um, superhero has it. You know, Spider Man takes it a long time. Black Panther mm-hmm. takes it a long time. All the girl superheroes basically are, are mowing through it, and you know, Captain Marvel is is doing well. So. I really love that aspect. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was a really great scene. The scene where Captain America gets the hammer. Oh, um, I, I lost it there. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, another issue that I did have, though, is that basically Steve Rogers ends up saying, I don't want to be Captain America anymore. Mm-hmm. I Captain America always did right by everyone. And that's who he was. And I hate that they made him end up going like, well, uh, once we're done, then I want to be done. And I, that's not who Captain America was. So I thought they lost sight of who Captain America was. The reason Captain America was so great was not only did he never give up and always, you know, went forward. He was a great leader. And also he was a guy that he was always going to do best for others now i get why they do it they want to show the human side of steve rogers they don't want you to just see captain america but really in the reality of it captain america was always that guy that's why he was captain america that's why he was the leader he was never going to give up on anything even the avengers he would never give up on so that aspect of it i didn't like now Mm -hmm. i'm not saying i didn't like that they they gave it to um uh to uh, sam the falcon Mm -hmm. i thought that was a cool a cool twist because you could have easily said, Oh, give it to the winter soldier because he basically is the same mm-hmm. and just, I mean, has an arm, just give him the shield, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I really like that they did that, but I just don't like the fact that basically Steve Rogers is like, I'm done being mm-hmm. captain. I didn't like that. Um, but, um, you know, the whole, uh, when I actually, I watched it with my wife and, um, you know, you and I, we went and saw it together, mm-hmm. uh, my family and your family. Yeah. And we went, and I remember sitting next to you, and the part where, you know, you see um, Tony Stark dying, 
Yeah. I was like, oh man, I can I can keep this shit together. <laughs> I, I can't. Know. That's <laughs> not like Cody seeing me cry. There's no one, you know. And I had the one tear going. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, this is so cool. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm just not gonna really cry. I'm I'm just gonna have that one tear, you know. Uh-huh. And so I held it together, and then I was like, you know what? Me and Cody are good friends. Why was I so afraid? I like, know. So then I told you afterwards, I was like, I was trying so hard not to cry. And you're like, yeah, I know me too. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. So I was like, next time I'm, I'm just going to let it out. So the next time we watched it uh-huh. was with my family. And I was like, okay, well, I know it's happening. So I may not be so upset. Yeah. And when there, you know, it came up again. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, my wife is probably going to cry. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> my wife starts crying. And even my daughter, she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. And I was like, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're like all having a good cry as a family. Oh, that's so, um, but Endgame, it has really good parts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm like the beginning of it. I just, I don't, it, it's not great for me. Um you know, and what another thing that really pissed me off is like they kind of referenced that Tony Stark kind of like looked into going back and trying to stop Thanos in mm-hmm. the beginning. And he's like, well, it can't be done. It can't be done. And then all of a sudden he like figures it out on like uh, a night after the whole the rest of the the, the, the remaining Avengers left. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, and she was like, what, are, what were you doing? He goes, oh, I don't know. I just predict I just figured out how to time travel. And you're like, what the fuck, man? It took you five years to like, you were denying that it could be done. And then all of a sudden one night you're able to do it. Like I was, oh, that mm-hmm. pissed me off so bad. But anyway, um, See, I, you I, and I like you and I interpreted though that scene a little bit differently then because I interpreted as he's been trying all this time and he finally got successful right at the time that they had showed up. But I had interpreted that all that time he had been working on it because he basically was, it wasn't like he pulled it up and then he just started and then turned and then like he got lucky. It, it seemed like he was doing it. Like, I don't know if you remember in the first Iron Man where he was basically building his suit and he was basically like, he had been working for so long. He was just kind of telling the machine what to do. Okay, do this, do that. And it was kind of like they had already had done this several times. So now he's just explaining, like he just is saying what he wants to happen next. And that's what it reminded me of is like in in game when he was basically telling the program to run another simulation was essentially this like he's been working on this this entire time and it finally just kind of it just finally kind of worked once he was kind of thinking of different things to do. But, you know, the reason why he said it can't be done is because he's been trying it and it hasn't worked. And that's how I interpreted it. At least it wasn't that he just tried it on a whim and got lucky. I interpreted it as he'd been working on it that's why he was so passionate about saying no to it. And then, um, and then he just finally got it the, basically right at the time that the Avengers visited him. So the reason I took it the way I did was because um, he gets so happy, like even in infinity war, like mm-hmm. he's so worried about um, pepper. And then when he finally gets home in Endgame, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And mm-hmm. like, he kind of talks about, Oh, it's kind of like, looking into it a little bit but you kind of, there's that undertone of he was happy to finally have a family and settle down and not have to worry about being iron man and all that like mm-hmm. that's that's why i took it as he was like 
it was kind of like he wasn't really trying. And then all of a sudden, everyone shows up and was like, hey, listen, we think we can do this. And he's like, oh, no, it can't be done. I, I looked into it. And then he actually looks into it and he's like, oh, it can be done. And he's like, well, you know, so that's the way I took it. I, I mean, I don't think there's really any wrong answer because right. I think they kind of leave it too open to interpretation. Yeah, into mm-hmm. what you think, but um and you could argue too that the um uh with Ant-Man coming back really mm-hmm. uh, gave him the extra push that he needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just for me I I had an issue I had a little issue with that, but the fight scenes in Endgame was so good. The other issue that I have is that Basically, they kill Thanos really easily, and I know it's because he used the stones, and it basically nearly kills him, so he's weak already. Mm-hmm. But it just it's it bugged me so much that it was just like so easy, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I had been arguing uh, throughout that Thor was from what I remember was the stronger Avenger out of all of them because he's mm-hmm. technically a god. Hulk has just like a lot of strength, but mm-hmm. Thor is just as powerful as Hulk and also has the thunder right. <laughs> portion of it. And he's got a couple of weapons that he uses. Um, and um, And like he ends up, getting to Thanos, but then he doesn't cut off his head and Thor obviously, or not Thor, Thanos mentions it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden they come back and like, they just kill him so quickly. And it was just, I don't know. It, it was kind of, and then like Thor and then the way they present Thor afterwards where he's like depressed and goes into like where he's eating and he's this fat dude and he mm-hmm. just doesn't want it. I hated that. Cause I was like, that wasn't Thor. Thor didn't lose that confidence and i i just it was not a fan of of that so those are my issues with endgame but all in all it was a great movie mm-hmm. they have these great scenes from it that i think um that i think i guess save what i thought could have been a better movie mm-hmm. but they added these scenes and you're like oh man that's really cool so yeah um endgame for me is is number nine right so all right, Cody, well, i'm gonna close 10. it out at number 10 so I have age of Ultron at number 10 um, wow. to round up my top 10. So what's weird about this, about age of Ultron is it's one of those where, cause uh, when I'm watching TV and I go on the on-demand section of my movies, I see it mm-hmm. up. So I watch it. And this is how I know how much I like a movie is I may have seen it a bunch of times, but I will continue to watch it and still sit down and watch it where I won't just, where I won't just, um, you know, kind of have it on in the background. I will legitimately sit down and watch it. And I really loved how they introduced um, Ultron in there, the way that they did where basically this AI takes over, you know, that is created from within from Banner and Iron Man, which essentially kind of creates the underlining like tension between Iron Man and Captain America that had already been there to start with at the very first Avenger. So I really like how Ultron just kind of moved it along to just show the progression of like their differences. Um, and by the way, one of the things I was disappointed with um, that I didn't mention in about infinity war is how weak they made vision seem because in age of Ultron, 
you know, Vision was created by with basically with the um, program that Tony Stark and Bruce Banner had created, along with um, along with the um, the Mind vibranium stone. that came from Wakanda that mm-hmm. essentially had it was more than just metal. It actually had like powers associated to it, and that what basically created him and not only that but he had jarvis's ai infused in him so he was like this he was the super droid android essentially right uh-huh. and what i was really disappointed with in infinity war was how how easily they made him seem weak or vulnerable yeah. like you know what i mean yeah. like the first villains that came like yeah sure he got a surprise attack that essentially wounded him throughout the entire movie so then he wasn't really at his peak but you know, there's some arguments to be made that Vision was probably second strongest behind Thor as far mm-hmm. as strongest Avenger because, again, he's this AI that has all these abilities that comes from the stone which is powering him. You know what I mean? And for him to just seem so weak in Infinity War was a big issue. But going back to Ultron, I really loved how they introduced Vision and how, like, the whole thing about um trying to get this stone and then the stone basically warps everyone's mind which is essentially how scarlet witch was created i really i really like that i was really sad though that they didn't find a way to keep quicksilver essentially in the um still somewhere prevalent as far as superheroes because they essentially killed him at the uh, uh in this in the in battle of age of ultron whoa whoa spoiler alert I'm, i mean the movie's <laughs> almost 10 years old you guys haven't watched it yet <laughs> Actually, no. What is it? 2006? This is only five years old. Five years. 2015, I think. Oh, yeah. 2015, yeah. I will double check. Well, I think it's it's about five years old. I think it came out not too long after Guardians of the Galaxy was 2015 anyways. So Mm -hmm. I think it's right around there. But anyways, I I really love Age of Ultron. I love... um, I love basically like there was essentially no winning with the Avengers and they had to come up with the best kind of plan which um, one of the things I loved about Age of Ultron too is there was a lot of repercussions that kind of transitioned to a lot of the other movies that set the set the set it in motion essentially to what what climaxed in Endgame. So I I really 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 like that part of it and the actor that played Ultron I thought was phenomenal. I mean James Spader. Oh my God, yeah, uh, actor for the Blacklist, and I haven't seen the Blacklist, so I really I would love to watch it now just because of him. But I thought he played Ultron so well. Like I've I've never knew who Ultron was other than reading some articles that would come out from like some of the comicbook.com websites that would kind of tell you who he is to kind of give, you know, some context to it. But he seemed more villainous than what the comic than what the articles were even letting on to believe just because that actor took that character and made it that way. So I I really yeah. enjoyed it. I love the fight scene between Hulk and Iron Man when Hulk was basically going crazy because he was his mind was warped and they're basically destroying the city yeah. and Iron Man's trying to get everyone like you know to safety and I thought that was a fantastic scene and yeah and that whole movie in my opinion is very 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 underrated it, you know like I would almost say that now you're going to you're going to be upset with this after I tell you this. I would sometimes <laughs> like to enjoy watching it more than I would the original Avengers. Just because I, there's a lot of the action and there's a lot of what goes on in that movie that I kind of enjoy a little bit more than the first one. Not that the first one isn't great on its own. I just, you know, if I if I had two of them in front of me, I would probably pick Ultron over the first one. But I that's why it rounds out my top 10. Obviously, I I have them ranked accordingly, but 
you know, Age of Ultron to me is like one of those underlining movies that, you know, I can watch on repeat a dozen times and I still enjoy it. And I still sit down and watch it as if I've never seen it before. Um, I don't disagree because I, I like Age of Ultron. I, I've always liked it. Um, even when it first came out, I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, it wasn't that good. It's kind of the weaker of the Avenger movies. And it, and it is, in my opinion, I think it's fourth, fourth out of the four Avenger movies. Mm-hmm. But Age of Ultron is still really good because Ultron is actually a big villain in the Avengers comics. Mm-hmm. So that's actually why they, go, they chose uh, Ultron to, to be this. But also they wanted to kind of uh, introduce Vision as well. And I'm with you. They really didn't... <clears throat> in Age of Ultron, excuse me, sorry. In Age of Ultron, um, they really show what Vision could be. And then kind of in Infinity War, they make him not that. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like, uh, you know, Vision was, was, a, was a strong Avenger. And unfortunately, they didn't show that in in Infinity War. But Age of Ultron, I love that they introduce Quicksilver and um, uh, Scarlet Witch and also Vision. And I like how they kind of like basically um, they're against them and then they kind of have to, they figure out that the Avengers are actually trying to help. And then you see Scarlet Witch talk to Hawkeye where he's like listen I'm going to do my job because I have to do my job mm-hmm. you know I cannot um, you I know, can't babysit you yeah I basically I, I gotta do things so mm-hmm. you're either in or you're out and if you're out that's fine I'm not going to judge you but you gotta go <laughs> if you're in then you need to come out here and start kicking some ass and she just and like you really see her power mm-hmm. and I think they really show Scarlet Witch's power in Infinity War and also in Endgame, they really show how strong she is because she is another one of those that could be considered one of the stronger uh, Avengers because her power is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you you kind of they really show it after a while. But uh, yeah, I I liked. Um, Age of Ultron, just not top 10 worthy for me. Gotcha. So my number 10 is the original Iron Man, and you kind of already talked about it. Um, yeah, this was kind of the movie that really kicked off um, them starting all these other movies. Uh, this was kind of like one of those test run movies where they were like, all right, let's see what happens, see how how liked it is, and then it kind of got really really good results and you watch the movie and it's a really good movie it really is um the way he gets he gets captured going and you know showing off his his new weapons for the military and then uh you know they get ambushed and they take tony stark and then they basically are like hey this is how you live is you got this little thing and you got to keep that charged and that's kind of their way of keeping him right there mm-hmm. and because Tony Stark is so smart and so good at what he does, he figures out a way to get out of there um, still living, basically. And I think mm-hmm. that was a really cool uh, really cool story. Um, and I, I don't know the original Iron Man comic of how that worked, so I really don't... I couldn't tell you that for sure. But um, <clears throat> I do love that 
Um, then when he comes back, he's like, listen, uh, I'm scratching all this. And then mm-hmm. you kind of figure out who the, who the villain is. And, and um, I thought that was a really cool, really good movie. I thought Jeff Bridges did a great job as being the villain. Mm-hmm. He's kind of this cocky guy who basically was running the company while Tony was gone. And, you know, he kind of feels like he's should be in charge other than Tony. Tony's just this arrogant asshole who, you know, doesn't really, doesn't necessarily love what he's doing. He's just kind of doing it because it gives him the money and he can do whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I really do like the original Iron Man. I think that one is the best out of the three. Um, I don't think anyone would argue that. Um, so for me, uh, number 10, I got to go with the original Iron Man. Yeah, I really like that movie. It's uh, it's fantastic. And I think it, honestly, that if it wasn't for that movie, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s moving movie career wouldn't have taken off or had a revamp like it did because yeah you know he was into a lot of bad stuff before he basically got this job so yeah for sure all right well i think that's about it for us cody i mean yeah any any final thoughts for you no i mean solid top tens and uh honestly i I like your top 10 it makes me wonder where i can move stuff around but honestly like the whole marvel cinematic universe is fantastic so it's thankfully that whole universe has good movies um they're not doing like what dc does so you know they're doing something right (laughs) yeah you know they don't suck at making movies basically (laughs) um yeah no i i love um i love all these marvel movies i mean honestly i would watch all of them again uh, even though I just recently watched them, I I wouldn't mind watching them just by myself again. Just kind of like, I just like them all, and it, it's a really it's a really good story. Like I said, I have some issues, like how they end Captain America, um, how they end with the Spider Man movie. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few issues that I have, but overall, they're great. I I would watch them over and over again. And I have over the years. I've I've watched uh, certain movies multiple times. So, yep, I agree. Well, I hear my son crying, so that is my cue. I have to get going. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. Um, you know, go check out all our other episodes as well. Um, but uh, you know, next week is a new topic i don't think we're going to be talking about marvel maybe we'll talk about spider-man because we went into it yeah, in we, we can probably have a whole episode just dedicated to that <laughs> yeah. so uh we appreciate you guys hanging in there and, and listening to us and uh hey we'll we'll see you next week see you everybody All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to uh, this, uh, I guess, to be continued episode that we had. Uh, this We love talking about it. Sorry I got a little nerdy, but you know what? Like I always say, it seems like I say this every episode, uh, you know, that's, it's our show. So we get to do whatever we want. So anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please go uh, to any of the major uh, podcasts that are out there and go subscribe and also rate and review on all those. Uh, Anything and everything is appreciative because it helps us get better and also helps the word 
spread out about us. So we, we definitely want that. Uh, all the major podcasts that I am talking about, if you're not sure, is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and iHeart. Um, also, go follow us on Instagram, uh, which is Two Bays in a Pod. We are strictly on Instagram on that one. But also our other show, uh, Drew Code Sports Talk. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also YouTube. Go subscribe to YouTube and like our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, also just, um, you know, if you have any questions or you have any ideas for either show, please comment on any post or uh, direct message us directly. Uh, that would be uh, that'd be very appreciative because we'd love to hear from you guys and see if you guys have a topic that you'd like us to, uh, to uh, go ahead and, and talk about, really. So we would uh, we definitely would appreciate all that. Also, go to fnxfitness.com. Go check out some good uh, workout gear that they have. Uh, Cody and I, we were literally just talking about that the gyms uh, surprisingly are still open. Um, you know, as restaurants have kind of reclosed and bars have reclosed, uh, but gyms are still remaining open. So uh, go get your workout gear. Go get your workout supplements there. They have really great stuff. They do sell out really quick. So uh, you know, keeping, you know, I would say, honestly, if you're looking for really good stuff, uh, go on there at least like once a day and just check out what, if they got any new shipments or if there's anything that you'd like to get right then and there, we, we can actually get you 15% off of your whole purchase. And, uh, Cody is going to actually explain how to get that 15% off. That's right, guys. All you need to do is go to drewcodesportstock.com. On the bottom of our homepage is a link called partners you click on that and it'll actually drop you on the landing page to fnx fit where we are ambassadors for them and you can click on the link right there to begin shopping along with the promo code drew code 15 to get 15 percent off your purchase at the time of checkout so uh, drew and i highly encourage that you guys go get your supplements go get uh you know your proteins go get your uh bcas all that good stuff and then also go get that workout gear too to represent it's good quality stuff uh drew and i each own a, a piece of the clothing and we love it we we try to take care of it even though we're sweating and working in it so go and get yourself some of that gear as well also guys um like what drew was saying about the major podcast platforms uh we have all the live links on the website of drewcodesportstalk.com so you can click on any one of them that you prefer to listen to subscribe directly there and also leave a comment on that website as well and then also on our uh, two bays in a pod section of the website, you can listen to all of our episodes, uh, see what we're doing on Instagram, leave us a question or a comment and also get to know us. So we highly encourage that you guys kind of just browse around the website. It has a lot of information, a lot of photos, get to know us and we'd love to get to know you. So please leave us some uh, emails or comments and we'd love to interact with you guys. So again, you guys, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, two bays in a pod comes out every Monday. Jucode sports talk comes out every Thursday. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening and being supportive. We'll catch you guys next week.